0: All aboard for Hour 2 of the Press Box. Coming to you on great stations around the state of Alabama and beyond and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. Mike Grace coming to you from the Breakline Optics Studios. Find out more about the best sunglasses you've never heard of online at BreaklineOptics.com. J.D. Byers, voice of the South Alabama Jaguars, joins us from Mobile and we're thankful to welcome in Josh Pate. Josh Pate Live. uh, It's Late Kick Live, actually. uh, Josh Pate joins us. CBS Sports HQ 247 Sports. Find him every Tuesday and thursday 7 p.m central time plus the late kick podcast and we'll get to all the news about the college of football realignment conference realignment etc first things first though josh have you made a decision on the july 4th uh the the the, the management cookout what was the decision on that
1: i regrettably caved i did end up <sighs> attending said cookout now the good news is <laughs> i came home with two ziploc bags full of steak uh, there you go. So it wasn't all bad. There you go. Okay. Well, well, that that's that's great. Will uh, you uh, bring me
0: up to date? I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds tasty. <laughs> well, well, Look, well, he, he asked well, his Twitter audience to help him with the decision, yeah?
1: Yeah. I I don't generally like to carouse with management. They are not of us. They are not one of us. We all get that. But they invited me over. Uh, I don't even refer to them by their real names. They are just management, lowercase on the M. <laughs> but they, man, the thing about management is they make more than you, and so they can afford better food than you. And yeah. boy, they had it on display yesterday. So uh, they they endeared themselves to me, and I in turn took home a uh, small treasure trove of various meats to put in the freezer. All right,
2: Do so you guys remember? Have you seen what what was the Howard Stern movie?
1: Uh, private parts yeah private parts pig pig vomit (laughs) yeah you know that's probably my backup name if they get tired of management so yeah oh boy which I don't
2: know if it was fictitiously or the guy was really from there but I'm from Josh I'm from Florence Muscle Shoals area Alabama and it said pig vomit was from Muscle Shoals Alabama (laughs) maybe they made that for the movie and just picked a city but I digress I'm
0: sorry but yeah I see your point Need a much better claim to fame than that. Yeah, I would yeah. think so. Uh, yeah, the, oh, yeah, the, the fame, swampers. fame studios. Yeah, the Swampers and the and the studios up there. That that's certainly that. All right. Second piece is your, your programming decisions with ESPN. Somebody decided to put Wimbledon
1: on over the uh, Nathan's hot dog eating contest. What's up with that? Was that not a shame? I know how the rights deals work, and you have to you have to place your most valuable properties on your most valuable platforms. But when I think of July Fourth, when I think of appointment viewing. I've got all the respect in the world for Wimbledon. I'm not thinking about Wimbledon. I'm thinking about the mustard yellow belt. I'm thinking about Nathan's hot dog eating contest. I'm thinking about that. And I could not find it yesterday without having to look far and wide. So um, my message to the fine folks at ESPN, if they are listening, and I know they do regularly to the show here, Mike, is let's do better next year. Yes, do better. Do better.
2: By the way, the uh, you know Joey Chestnut not only puts a, a protester in a chokehold, he was also playing Hurt because he had the uh, the leg and a surgical boot, cast something, but still went on to compete. He also won. Uh, he sucked it up. Mickey Sudo on the women's side. I don't know why she had to lay out last year. If we're going to play and we're going to be tough, why would she skip just because she was pregnant?
1: I say that tongue-in-cheek, by the way, we understand. Yeah, she did come know, back
2: and win, though. Great recovery.
1: Yeah, and and as a guy who's never been pregnant before, I can only speculate, but <laughs> I share your sentiment there. <laughs>
2: She ate forty. Uh, Joey Chestnut had sixty three in the ten minute time span. That's, whoa, big that's, specter. That's
0: serious stuff, man. All right, let's get around to it. College football realignment. Um, I, I know I loved your take though last week, and we talked about this already, Josh. That is whatever, however it comes out, is it really going to impact your enjoyment of college football any less than what you've enjoyed in the past?
1: Well, I. I asked the question to people because I can only tell you how I feel. And I was kind of trying to seek opinions on it. You know, my feel at least immediately in the short to midterm is I think I'm going to still enjoy Saturdays. Now, there's a lot about maybe what went into that Saturday and how we constructed the way we got to that Saturday that may rub me the wrong way. But the way I've equated it and the way I've made myself feel okay about it is looking around my kitchen, looking around my bathroom here. I mean there are a lot of stickers on a lot of stuff we use that say made in a lot of different countries that I personally know I don't want to know the story behind. I have no interest in knowing that story uh, because it would really just depress me. So I'm still going to use the product and that's just my that's just my take on it. Uh, and college football to me is the same way right now. I don't like a lot of what I hear, but I know I still love the game on the field in the fall, at least for the time being, and therefore I just kind of listen, see a lot of headlines, and even though I'm on a show that talks about them, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind when it's third and three, Alabama versus LSU midway through the third quarter on a Saturday in the fall. Because that, to me, still feels the same as it always has.
2: Can can you help me outline something? Because we debated it, and I've said it three or four times on the show, and I can be totally stupid about this and be in the wrong uh, universe. But people talk about adding... School X because it brings them Market X, i.e., we need to go get Georgia Tech now because they can bring us the Atlanta market. We need to go get Miami because they're in the Miami market, et cetera. Or Virginia Tech could very likely give us the D.C. market. But I I told Mike, and I I don't mean for this question to be too long to lead you into your response, Josh, but my, my position is Georgia Tech, by way of their majors and their degrees, have been turning out alumni for well over a hundred years, but because of who they are, they're not necessarily sports fans to begin with, nor do they necessarily reside in Atlanta anymore. And even if they did, would they be watching college football on a weekend? And so sometimes I feel like we get too narrow sided on who a conference needs to add based on where the campus is, as opposed to how fervent and uh, passionate the fan base would be and say, uh, a small town USA that is all absolutely home to a very large college, i.e. Clemson. Your, your take on that.
1: You are correct. You're absolutely correct. That's why I think a lot of the thinking has moved beyond that. You know, there's a conversation on the West coast right now about whether someone should go grab Cal so they can get the San Francisco market. Uh, well, I think you may not be the most shocked person in the world to learn more viewers in the San Francisco, San Jose market, watched Alabama last year than watched Cal. So there are certain brands, and certainly that applies for USC in San Francisco, there are certain brands that resonate market-to-market nationally much more so than maybe one of their local brands do. So point on the map where this school is. Um, I think also a, a, a conference like the SEC, a conference like the Big Ten, has probably moved to the point where they have saturated the market to such a degree that their brand keeps on, keeps on rocking in that market, regardless of which team you have there. So what I mean by that is the big 10 matters in Atlanta because the big 10 matters, period. doesn't matter if you add Georgia tech or not.
2: The LA market, we, we pointed out, and I also drew a comparison to the state of Wisconsin. Uh, If, if, if every professional team left LA would UCLA and USC still not bring a quality share because the folks in LA just don't care about college sports as much as say a Tuscaloosa or an Auburn and then in Wisconsin if by chance the Badgers and the Packers played on the exact same day Wisconsin Stadium would be half full I'm saying that just as a as a guess or a or a or a theory but You turn your attention to the South and who wants to go where and who wants to be part of what. I'm transitioning that conversation now into Notre Dame. And are they the prettiest girl at the party that's not coming up for, you know, a month or so? And now they're just trying to pick their date if they take a date at all. Uh, Because now so much is being said about will the SEC win Notre Dame or will the Big Ten win Notre Dame?
1: Well, the Notre Dame thing is interesting for so many reasons. On the surface, it's obvious. If they go to the Big Ten, that's one of the biggest stories in several years in college football. But, you know, the other thing to think about here, and it becomes a chess game, uh, like five chess games happening simultaneous, actually, is the, the SEC is not interested in making a counter move right now that forces Notre Dame into the Big Ten. That is not what interests them in the SEC. They'd much rather Notre Dame remain an independent. And so right now, you've got a lot of folks weighing their options. You know, one of the popular talking points around every water cooler today, people coming off vacation is, well, I wonder what Greg Sankey and the SEC are going to do to counter the Big Ten. Well, first off, it's it's what Disney's going to do to counter the Big Ten because that's who owns the SEC contract. But secondly, they don't want to make sudden moves here that then basically deliver Notre Dame gift-wrapped into the Big Ten's hands. There's a third part of that equation, and that is, What are these schools like Oregon and Washington going to do on the West coast? There's one train of thought out there that I don't think will happen, but it is a train of thought. There's one train of thought out there that says, instead of having the last standout independent team join a conference, why don't we do everything we can to inject more independence into the marketplace, Oregon, uh, whoever you wanted to free up from the ACC. I don't think that will happen for a number of reasons, but it has been a topic brought up to me. But then the follow-up is okay. If that doesn't happen, A lot of these teams have to go somewhere. How are you going to avoid this? Well, uh, the way you avoid it is either you don't, it just happens, and the Big Ten gobbles up a bunch of teams, and the SEC gobbles up a bunch of teams, or you push for there to be a third, whatever you want to call it, Super Conference, and Big Ten, Pac-12, what's left of it, ACC, Biggest Brands Merge. Um, I don't think the questions are answered is what I'm trying to say. I think there are a lot of possibilities I think this week, actually, the 5th through the 8th, will include a ton of meetings. Probably the biggest college football meeting week of the year will be this week because I think there is a lot still to figure out. And at this point, it's like trying to nail Jell-O to the wall.
2: Josh Pate is our guest inside the press box and uh, essentially kicking off a week with Monday being a holiday. So still a lot of time to marinate what happened last week. And we're talking about, obviously, the uh, the Pac-12 losing two members to the Big Ten. What does it mean for the rest of college football? My question now is, the CFP as we know it had been a question of, do we stay at four, do we go to 12, do we go to 16, what do we do, are we in 18 playoff, et cetera. Are they now kind of shaking in their shoes because they're only contracted to be a thing through January 26, which kind of coincides with how the deadlines or the movement of some of these schools, Big 12 to SEC, Pac-12 to Big 10, also happen. Does the CFP think, man, we we may not be a thing anymore
1: very soon? It's the biggest hidden storyline in this entire equation, because, yes, wow, absolutely. I don't think that a lot of folks understand what you just said. I don't think a lot of folks understand the college football playoff is its own entity. And these conferences, you know, contractually have agreed to provide X number of teams and will participate in this and that the college football playoff disappears tomorrow if those participating entities decide hey, we don't want to do business with you anymore. Or, well, it, it disappears in 2026, I guess. So I think that the million or multi-billion dollar question is you didn't get things ironed out this past January when it was all on the table. And that, that was no skin off my back. Cause I don't care about expansion anyway, but for the folks who do care about it, you didn't get it last January. And that would have, that would have been a familiar structure. You know, we'll have a bunch of auto bids and then we'll have an equal number of at-large bids and we'll have 12 teams, kumbaya. Well, now you won't even have enough conferences to warrant that kind of auto bid structure. So what are you going to do? Are you going to shrink the field to eight from the proposed 12? Is it going to be just the top eight regardless of conference? Is conference going to even matter? Or will you see some of these conferences, i.e. SEC and Big Ten, get so big, they just decide to have their own little mini playoff, and they provide their champ against the other champ on a stage that is determined and built within the new confines of a new media deal. There's so much on the table yeah. right now that, that makes no sense because you've never seen it before, but yet that's a lot of the conversation that's happening behind the scenes right now.
2: Because Oklahoma West, or Oklahoma City, or Norman to be more specific, West, have only had Washington one time, Oregon one time in the CFP as we know it. Neither one's won it. So all the competition looks to be East. Great point. Josh Pate, our guest, uh, host of Late Kate Live, uh, 24-7 Sports, CBS Sports HQ as well. Glad to have him inside the press box. The the point that Mike and I were like, okay, let's just say all the conferences are still a thing. Nobody merges like maybe Big 12, Pac-12, whatever. Who does the Pac-12 – and I hate to be going West and maybe not even a key point. Who, who would the Pac-12 peck to try to stay as a league?
1: I don't think they will stay as a league. I think they will be pecked. You know, there's there are meetings today happening with the big 12. Cause see the big 12 has been, they've been aggressive in this when they lost OU in Texas, they had two choices. They could either fold in on themselves or they could go try and poach someone. And they did. They went and got Brigham Young. They went and got Cincinnati and Houston and UCF. Well, today, they're meeting with a number of those teams from the West Coast. The Pac-12, when I was out there last week, as soon as that news broke, they just said, oh, we're done. The Big 12 is not about that. So if there's anyone that's going to be poached here further, I think it will be the Pac-12. I don't see the Pac-12 as a sustainable conference moving forward. The Big 12 could, if they're able to snatch up the likes of Utah and the likes of Arizona schools and whatnot. So I, I don't see a viable path for the Pac-12. Wow.
0: And then what does that leave for Cal, Oregon, Oregon State, Stanford, Washington, Washington State?
1: What What do they go do, Josh? I think, <laughs> I think the, the painful answer is they cease to exist as you know them. Wow, I don't think people at Stanford or Cal – could, I don't I think they couldn't possibly care less about that. I mean, I, I'm telling you, as much as you think people don't care about Stanford and Cal football, they actually care less about it than you think they do. Wow. I was looking at some of the numbers last week. More, more people, I mean this is not even close either. More people watched the Ohio State Michigan game last year on one Saturday then watched cal football the entire year
0: Mm. holy Mm. cow yeah
1: it's not and it wasn't even remotely close just to give you an idea of how little passion and care there is so i mean the oregon states of the world I, i think one of the unfortunate you know bits of collateral damage in all this will just be you see programs like that maybe wake forest on the east coast you see programs like that that you and i have you know grown up knowing as a major college football program not as major as alabama but major enough uh that you know in the future maybe you know my my grandkids or whatnot they hear stories about oregon state or wake forest but they don't live in a world where they matter
0: wow yeah, just crazy point. crazy days in the world of, uh, of college athletics only about a minute left with josh pate josh you mentioned out west you were out west last week at the elite 11 camp
1: what was that experience like uh, it was amazing we flew into burbank and it was 96 when we landed we drove about 20 minutes and it was 72 at manhattan beach where we had that elite 11 camp um it was wonderful i got to talked to a lot of folks behind the scenes just so happened to be out there the morning that all that news broke and it, it, listen i don't know if los angeles has ever been a college football town any other day in late june or early july but it certainly was that day because there were reverberations all throughout the market in Southern California. Well,
0: and again, that's where I do my Johnny Carson. It was so hot in Burbank today. <laughs> well, it was. He was right. Oh, John, Yet yeah, Johnny was not lying. Uh, <laughs> he's all over Twitter at Late Kick Josh at two four seven Sports at CBS Sports HQ. It is a Late Kick Live. You can catch each Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday at seven p.m. Central Time. So that means a show tonight,
1: correct? Well actually we're taking Tuesdays off for a little while but Sunday and Thursday yeah and we'll crank back up the Tuesday show within the month so just you, uh, you know what just say it the way you did Mike you're eh, good It's all good brother <laughs>
0: Josh thank you so much man you're the we, best. So, we so appreciate you and your insight and you're welcome inside the press box anytime Any my friend I appreciate it guys You got I Josh Pate so. again find him again online at The Late Kick Josh on Twitter just that simple Late Kick Josh and again 247 Sports and CBS Sports HQ for Late Kick Live
2: Want to talk to the guys? Hit them up at the contact page. Online at pressboxradio.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at pressboxradio Radio 1. That's Press Box Radio and the number one. That's how you can earn access to the Press Box.